Hey everybody, this is Dan. Oh, this is Scott. This is Daniel. Hey, it's Kristen. <laughs> that was well done, you guys. This is a following faith podcast. We are like in the groove these days. Yes. It's been like 20 years of us doing this podcast. And thank you listeners for always faithfully subscribing, downloading, checking in, leaving comments, all that stuff that you're doing and the great World Wide Web. You guys, I never thought I'd see the day when that magical number five would appear in Indiana's future. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Category That's five? Annoyed. Category five hurricane called, <laughs> Off of Lake called Michigan. Wide Open Indiana. Um, you guys, we did it. We're back open. It COVID's only, gone? COVID's gone. What? It's Does anyone amazing. actually know what that means? I have no idea what it means. What, stage five? or stage yeah. five? I have yeah. no I have no idea. All right. Well, I thought we were in stage five. Were we supposed I to thought we were in stage five? five like a month ago. By this 4th of July. Or, yeah, Remember, that was like the original date. Stage five, but it's like a knee Fourth high. Of July. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, let, you know, maybe we could just take a moment to help our Facebook people because I saw on Facebook nothing but nonsense. Uh, and it's coming from like some people who I feel like I've tried to explain this to them like 20 times, but um, everybody's like, when is the church going to open back up? And I'd, I'd hate to like be so obvious about this, but the ch churches have not been prohibited by the Indiana governor yeah. since May 1st or May 17th might have been the actual date. Um, what has been closed down have been things like gyms and bars. And so they've had 50% restrictions uh, for both those things. That's why I haven't been going to the gym. That's why I haven't been yeah, going to the bars. Too. And so uh, <laughs> they've, been, they've been halfway, halfway closed. Um, and what stage five does is not necessarily remove all the restrictions of health guidance. It just simply says everywhere that is a place can be a place with 100% occupancy. Yeah. However, and this is the big thing, the governor reinforce the health department standards that we still social distance and still wear masks. Mm. So how is it possible really, to be a hundred percent at a hundred percent capacity and still remain social distance? That right there is the question is the question that I just wish it's not more people were asking and more governor guidance was providing because it just seems to so many people to be, you know, like when I tell my daughter, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll get you an iPhone soon. <laughs> when you're 21 you know what i mean like like yeah. yeah it's coming but i've also got these other rules in place that just cut the legs out from underneath well it, i feel so. like we're at that point where man there's just uh, i don't want to say enough is enough but there's just you have you have to go back at some point you have like, to go I, back. What, like yeah. what is the point yep there, there has to be Harm. some there has to be some time where like places just have to open back up that's right so we as a church we're so excited about this we're announcing um as best as we can, uh, November first reopening date yes. for the Hobart Portage campus. I'm not calling relaunch. it. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm not calling it reopening. I'm calling it a relaunch. I like it. This is a this is a brand new day for the HP campus. You know, I last time I stood on stage with everybody in attendance, I, I said, you know, the work is still to be continued. The worship <laughs> is to be continued. The witness is to be continued. Let's go another five more years. And literally two days Bam. later, we were we were. Oh man, shut it's been down. such a roller coaster. I remember because <laughs> yeah. we were shut down and I was only doing streams at Crown Point. And then yeah. our first Sunday back, 
we were at i think what 100 100 people people. something like that and i cried like a baby (laughs) i did i could not get a word out on stage i was like this is is amazing this is is incredible we can worship again (laughs) i remember that man it was so long ago they're outside yeah outside (laughs) yeah remember that we did one drive-in service we had like 400 people come to a drive-in service which was incredible um, it's been such a weird we did a thing in the park <laughs> I, which, I, I, that was I totally, awesome i totally forgot the drive-in service i forgot yeah. the park yeah the park the, the park drive-in service awesome. had the had the boxing rink that i preached from yes. and got a sun a wicked sunburn we from. used an am transmitter for we, yeah. two days remember we recorded wally smith wally, doing yeah, that yeah. really Psalm, great yeah, so something and no one could hear it because we <laughs> I was, used AM I was transmitters. so disappointed i spent so long on it <laughs> And this is gonna be so cool. Yeah, we um, we built uh, built outdoor kids ministries, outdoor kids checking carts. We purchased some pop up tents, built a deck, purchased brand new audio equipment, yes. learned how to use our old audio equipment, <laughs> and uh, ran Verge outside. Uh, all these things, you guys, and um, happy days are coming again. Because we're it, relaunching in new ways. Because it's a relaunch. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what I what I think that means is. Uh, why I don't want to just call it a reopening. Reopening implies like um, the only thing that changed is we have more inventory or brand new models. Um, relaunching means, no, we need like a whole new team and a whole new staff and a whole new, uh, not you guys aren't going to get fired. A new staff? I don't want to, yeah, no. <laughs> what? No. This is how he tells us. Yeah, this is how, so, <laughs> so I've made fired some changes that I'm, oh, I'm not authorized weird. even to make. No, and, and I, I say it that way because... Um, you know, we've had all these ministries, women's ministries, Awanas, Verge, and, and all these things where um, they're all going to need to start pretty much from scratch, which means yeah. this is a perfect time if you've been visiting the campus for any amount of time or you uh, you used to serve 10 years ago and then you took a five-year break and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that the church even needs me. Um this it is does. if if you are willing and able to you know help uh, jump into ministries, we uh, have a place for you. Yeah, we we have a place for you to use your gifts. Um, it doesn't have to be in the prototypical or stereotypical type of uh, ministries. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways that we want to help people get connected, and more than anything, we want to help people. Uh, uh, jump into the to the live stream of our church and see what God does when we all pull together. So yeah. I'm really pumped about it. It's going to be cool. It I, is. Yeah. We're going to be doing two services. You know, we, not, now is probably not the time for us to hash out details because, you know, it, we're still a month away from it. And yeah. we know something's going to change. Something will be tweaked. So just stay tuned, everybody, for that. But it's, um, it's on the horizon. Uh, also on the horizon, you guys, if ever we thought, things like March Madness would never return again. Um, here's the day and age that we're living in. The NBA is playing their finals right now. <laughs> this is so the weird. Stanley Cup was just won last night. Major League Baseball playoffs start tomorrow or today. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday and tomorrow for the NL. Um, there's college football. There's NFL. This is like went from being the worst time to be a sports fan yes. to being the, the best, greatest uh... time to be a sports fan. There's Trubinsky's out. And Mr. Oh, Bisky's yeah. gone. We got Nick Foles is back. He brought us, he had five game. touchdown passes. Three of them counted. And <laughs> uh, and like the Bears are 3-0. and oh. Man, you guys, could there be a better time to be alive? Probably. Um. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because you're, you're acknowledging the fact that along with all, all the excitement that Probably. we feel. Probably. <laughs> all I the mean, excitement that we feel. Really 
There's also uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a flurry of political activity <clears throat> that's, that's coming out. Uh, yeah. RGB, um, moment of silence. Okay. Uh, she passed away. Uh, gosh, it's been like 10 days now, I think. Or Has maybe, it really? Maybe longer. Yeah. And uh, that's ignited all of this political stuff. Did you guys know that politics used to be normal and then <laughs> this happened? And now everyone's oh, really? like, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. It used to be normal. It used to be normal. Um, there's an election coming up. October, you know, there's a thing in politics called the October surprise. Uh, historically, it's been that when. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, it's snowing on yeah, Halloween. Right. That's what it is, right? <laughs> right. Um, my sister's telling me, because I'm the youngest ba- the youngest kid, that, and I was born in October, that I was the my family's October surprise. But um, no. Uh, I've never heard this term before. Is this a thing? It's a thing yes. where political operatives will dig up dirt on their opponent, and they will drop it days before the election. So think about like- um, Like Trump taxes? That just sorry, you know, Trump taxes is exactly one of those things. I always thought October surprise. I mean, all, all five kids of my family are born in July. Yeah. So- yeah, I got you. Yeah. Do the math. Yeah. Like, hold on. Yeah. Counting. <laughs> yeah, that's good. If you got kids in the car, sorry guys. Uh, yeah, so so Trump's taxes came out. The The whole thing with the Supreme Court, like- we're not here to talk policies. However, this is going to be... We're here to promote good TV. <laughs> we're here to promote good TV, yes. There's a um, debate on tonight. Uh, uh, we got we the skinny this. pop already. We got it all. <laughs> really I got Pirate's Booty is what I use, so but that's hard. fine. Um, you guys, I just want to know, uh, how do you feel right now before the October oh. surprise, before uh, you know uh, the, the, the debates go on? I think... Um, the politic or the political scene in America is a um, it's it's interesting, right? I mean, it's even waters we probably are, are terrified to wade into on this podcast with you know open mics and and hot mics open. Uh, but I just want to get a sense for like before anything even really happens, um, how how do we feel about um, coming off of a Romans thirteen series? Yeah, and uh, the state of our our country right now. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I I have struggled with um, how to have non-heated discourse through. Mm. Not, and not that I, I usually do not broach the topic of, of politics with anybody in any any kind of, that's just not, uh, it's just not something that I, that I do. But looking out, it has been so difficult to see how you can even talk about the issues without being polarized to one side or the other, and then it just being a flame war, yeah. either in speech or in in text. And that has been uh, very uh, sad to see yeah. the idea of just public discourse completely out the window. Right. Did you guys, did you guys watch The Social Dilemma? Oh, I have not. That was, not that was the it. toughest thing to, to sit through in kind of just unveiled the reality of where we are politically in the country. Like it's just straight split down the middle. Yeah. Uh, and it's polarizing, man. It's, uh, if you haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, uh, the, you're talking about the Netflix documentary with yeah. all the founders of social media networks telling us all their secrets for how they manipulate things and how they, uh, how social media can be geared in the algorithms and, and whatnot. And I think it, I think that's a good point, Daniel, because, um, as Christians, we want to be, you know, uh, wise as serpents and gentle as doves. 
And we want to be able to understand the forces at work in our society that, that are make, out to manipulate you. They're out to, yeah, out yeah. to make us feel certain ways or out to make us do certain things. Um, and, and it's not to say that everything is evil mm-hmm. or that we should be cynical about everything, yeah. mm-hmm. but we also can't be innocently buying into the algorithm. Um, one of the greatest things that you can do, I think, is to get a brand new cell phone and use it without having any of your accounts mm. logged in. Because all of a sudden you see brand new streams of information that you haven't like self-selected yeah. out of based upon your search habits or yeah. your conversations. The algorithm hasn't pinned you down yet yeah. uh, to, to feed you what it wants to feed you. That social dilemma, one of the things that I uh, walked away from that watching was um, my kids are never going to have devices <laughs> or accounts. Um, and, uh, and I just have to be suspicious of myself yeah. More than the company. Yeah, that's what I got from it too. Um, I really took away that, uh, man, I'm so susceptible to to the just subtle manipulation of, of companies. And that's why it's I haven't really weighed in too much politically. Um because I I don't I don't know. I like my feed is just so much different than everybody else's. Like every every feed is different. That's one of the yep. that's one of the takeaways is that there's no like uh there's you're not all seeing the same thing. Yeah, there's no yeah. Tr- there's no yep. truth anymore um or like at least my truth is not the same as, as your truth right um right. and i just see that like i mean all across my feet it's just stuff that's being fed to me and yep. fed to me and i get more angry and more yep. it's resentful. a positive feedback loop yeah. of just of of the information you want to that's you exactly agree right with so hear. i'm gonna i'm gonna tune into the debate tonight um to try to be a good citizen because i've honestly not been a great citizen yeah <laughs> so far uh i, I kind of fall to the the clickbait uh the you know the um, reinforcement of my own personal beliefs, especially as a Christian and in politics. Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, and it's I don't know. I I more people, uh, Christians that I know now are are just so confused about legitimately what they're gonna do. I, I had dinner last yep. night with a family, deeply respected family in our church, and the topic came up. We waited in the waters very carefully, and that was very yeah. very well said. I um I don't expect to watch the um the debate tonight and partly because I, um, I, I'm so suspicious of it all that it's just like a, a, you know, there's a, there's a traffic cop in the middle trying to direct all of the people who Mm -hmm. are, um, you know, trying to give their abbreviated stump speeches. And it's very little debate these days of actual substance. And I think part of the, part of the reality of today is it seems a little bit more like name calling and and dart throwing and, Mm -hmm. and mudslinging and less about, a substantive vision for America. And and as a pastor, you know, I want our community to feel unified and I want our community to pull together. But I I also I think I'm okay with that because I've I've always wanted our people in our church to believe that Jesus is in control. Yeah. And to never put our hope in yeah. any type of of system. Um Kristen is is going to be speaking at, at Moody's um chapel. Uh, in just a couple of, of uh, days, actually, I think Kristen, do you go do you go live with with your? Uh, can we talk about that for a second here, just to this point of of you know not putting our hope in the wrong things? But you're going to be talking about this to a bunch of college students days after the election. Um, you want to share any thoughts about that? Um, sure. I mean, I I think it's a well, the the psalm I'll be uh, speaking on is Psalm one twenty one. I lift my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I think we are 
extremely susceptible in a time like an election cycle to get it backwards where we look for our help to come from places other than the Lord himself. And, um, you know, we finished this series in Romans. We know that God uses the government and it's an ordained structure institution. Um, but it's not to be where we place our hope. And, um, I think that's a, it's a poignant reminder when our, our country feels so divided and where we have these, these moments of yeah, being tempted to look to places besides the Lord to be our helper. It can feel to me like a lot of the political uh, uh, intake that we have, some of the appetite that we have for politics makes us feel like we have the solution for our country and our society yeah. too. And that if I can be on the right side of this, or if I can get people to change their mind on things, then if only we'll be a perfect society. And I think um, part of what we need to be reminded of as Christians is that uh, there's only one who's full of grace and truth. Right. Mm-hmm. That That's it. And our lives are always going to be this delicate tightrope walk, this, this, you know, skating on razor's edge of, engaged in society, hopeful for society, but not necessarily hopeful in society. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's this, there's this real difference. And because of that, I mean, I, I've just, well I'm going to yeah. need to take, I'm going to sit this one out, this debate out and I'm going to catch, I guarantee I'll catch all the, you know, the, the usual suspects for, <laughs> uh, for their, their analysis. Um, and even just watching how different people spin things is fascinating to me. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit, sit this one out because I'll be watching the White Sox play the Oakland A's and praying <laughs> that they uh, you know I'm gonna tape delay it so don't anyone text me even though this drops after way after the game is over. Um, I just you know I want I need that distraction of sports in my life right now, <laughs> and I'm grateful to the Lord for providing it. So hey, um, one of the things I want to do is uh, bring on the air one of our really good friends. Um, her name's Laura Wasco. She is a longtime member of, of our, our church. Uh, she was even, many people don't know this, Laura was the first staff person at the HP campus that uh, wasn't me. She was really? her, yeah. Laura uh, worked with me. She did about 10 hours a week while she was uh, pregnant with her second child, right when we were moving out here. And uh, uh, we, I mean, I really enjoyed working with Laura. She uh, is an avid listener of the podcast. And I've got a couple questions I want to drop on her and just see how she responds to you. So um, without further ado, guys, let's jump into that conversation. Uh, let's pray for our country and pray for unity. Um, thank God for sports uh, and all this, all that <laughs> such. But um, more than anything, grateful that we have our guy. His name is Jesus. Yep. And we've got a hope that will surpass whatever trial and tribulation comes our way. And uh, until uh, until then, let's uh, keep our eyes firmly fixed upon Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm turning to a preacher here. All right. Without further ado, here's our interview with Laura Wasco. Hey, this is a big day for one of our faithful 
uh, Following Faith podcast listeners because it's the day where they go from one side of the speaker to the other. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen around Northwest Indiana, please, wherever you are, mowing your yard, on your treadmill, in your car, put your hands together for the indelible Laura Wasco. Laura. Laura. Thank you. Laura, welcome to the podcast. I know this is like a long time dream come true. What's really? indelible mean? I, don't I, know. I was about to ask the exact same thing. I've I thought you were going idea. illustrious. I'm, illustrious would be great. I'm riding high, Dan. I'm so excited. <laughs> right. Laura, I'm pumped to have you on the on the podcast. When we started this endeavor back in COVID world, you were the only person that had a smile on your face. And uh, you were so encouraging about the podcast. Laura and always has a smile on her face. Laura always Seriously? has a smile. No matter what. Her, oh yeah, she's, she's shaking her head no. No, but it's true. And uh, we, we there's some stuff going on in the world that, Laura, only you could talk about. And so we wanted to get you in here. And I know that's high pressure. Uh, but thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to come be on the podcast. No problem. I fully expect us to have like a thousand more downloads on this episode than we have totally. in the previous. I am. Laura's going to send Laura's it out no to all of her friends and family <laughs> yes. and saying it happened. I'm a celebrity finally... now. <laughs> no. So the whole point of our podcast ever since we started was to talk about the ways in which the pandemic has really shifted life. Everything from faith to church services to relationships to ways that we spend our free time. And obviously the past the past month has been a story in Northwest Indiana about how we educate kids. And Laura, you're doing something that is um, really something you've never done before. This is a brand new moment. COVID has pushed you and your family, just like it's pushed many families into new territory. And I want to just have a conversation with you. We had talked about the homeschooling perspective with Kendra Keene not too long ago. And I wanted to talk with you about the decision you and your family made to uh, do e-learning or online learning with your, with your kids. And then just to hear another perspective of how that's going and to get just the emotional, like, uh, what has the pandemic done in your family uh, response? So talk us through what, what schooling has been like for you guys and, and some of the pros and cons of it. Yeah, so we're doing K-12, which is online public school. So I feel like it's kind of in the middle of e-learning through an actual school district and homeschooling. Um, for me, the decision to do school at home this year was really easy. It didn't feel stressful because it's something that I've thought about doing for years. Yeah. And I just felt like this was the perfect year to try it because I figured no matter no matter what school would be different this year. So this is just an opportunity to um, try something new. I have a degree in elementary education. I had a license. I taught in Hobart. So I felt confident that I could give my daughter. So I'm only doing it with my daughter who's in second grade. I felt confident that I could educate her this year and she wouldn't be too behind if we were to go back into public schools. If you broke her too bad, you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I had looked into traditional homeschooling. I'm, I'm going to call it homeschooling, homeschooling. Yeah. Like the, the you do everything. Yes. And I'll be honest, I'm still thinking about doing it. Yeah. Um, but K-12 was a compromise made between my husband and I um, that I would give it a try for two months. And two months is coming up pretty soon because we started August 4th. Um, Ryan's loving it. She's thriving. She loves being in the same class as your daughter. Yeah, there. This is a what? for all of the listeners who don't know the dynamics. Uh, our daughters don't go to the same uh, school district, but because of the the way that this 
works out for it to be online public school. Our kids are in the same class. I don't know yeah, how no it way. happened, but it I am so thankful. Food. How many yeah, kids are in the class? Awesome. Like eight, 17, 18? 17, yeah. wow. But the teacher has four classes each. Oh, wow. So there, she has like almost 80 kids total. But And there's lots of teachers. Are they all second grade? Does she? Uh, does every class that she teaches at second grade? I yes. think so. Oh, wow. Laura, you said you said before that you this was something you'd been thinking about for a while. Why why was it something were you thinking about K-12 specifically or you were thinking about homeschooling, homeschooling? I wasn't thinking about K-12, to be honest. I didn't know that K-12 existed. I don't think many people knew K-12 <laughs> until existed. Until the summer. Until the Jacobsons started doing it. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I don't know about that. You brought it to Northwest Indiana. No. Um, no, I just because I have a degree, I just thought it would be something worth trying. I didn't want to look back 20 years from now and wonder, why did I never try? Because worst case scenario, if it bombed and it didn't work for our family, we could always go back to public school. And I just, I hadn't tried it yet because Ryan really loves our, the public school that she would normally go to. Yeah. But with this year, it, I was just like, well, let's do it because it's going to be weird no matter what. I didn't really want to be wondering what school was going to be like every mm -hmm. day. So, yeah, it wasn't a decision made in stress or anger. Like it was truly just an opportunity for us to try something new. I feel like there are not many people who could say that August was not a stressful month for their family <laughs> education wise. Like you might be the only one in the region. Yeah. It's like, oh, it was an easy decision. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Because I'm overqualified and I have the time and that's a blessing. Right. And that's, that's part of the stories that we want to tell here of our church is that while uh, no one prefers pandemics, there's always opportunities and blessings and whatnot in, in the midst of uh, what, what's going on and to know, um, Laura, that this op this opened up a door for you to do something that you're skilled at and that you're good at and you might want to keep doing. Um, what's been maybe your favorite part of just educating uh, your daughter at home? Uh, I'm sure there's some challenges. We'll get to those in a second too. But like, what's been like the highlight for you? Kristen's pointing at herself. I just want our listeners to know. I don't <laughs> no, I will say feeling like I am kind of doing this with someone yeah. and not totally by myself has been huge. Um, it's it's. I think Ryan is way more into it because she has someone she knows in her class. She really enjoys it. She enjoys being done every day by like lunch. <laughs> I think, and I don't know, my favorite part has just been seeing her be able to be a kid at home mm -hmm. and not have to be sitting at a desk for eight hours. And I, nothing against public education. I love it. But I also think that I love seeing my daughter run around and play. Yeah. So much more than she yeah. did before. Seeing her imagination come alive and seeing just a, a love for reading grow naturally just because we're at home and, hey, you're bored. Here's a book. Yeah. So that's what I enjoy. I enjoy watching her learn. She told me throughout the year last year that she was bad at math. And I just want to go smack whoever put that into her head. Mm -hmm. um, and then... The other day we were doing math and I said, Ryan, like you're really good at this. And she said, yeah, I'm good at math. Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. And I, I just. I mean, that right there. Yeah. Just yeah. even that statement is like, okay, this might be worth it. Because yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but whoever tells girls that they're just going to be bad, bad at math and science and all that needs to stop. Because yeah. they can be. Well, they're going to hear it now. Laura, of all our <laughs> You can be good at this, there. girls. <laughs> what are the, uh, what are the changes do you think you guys would go back to public school? 
if it does open up? That's a really good question. I don't know. I think we're just going to keep going with this year. We might switch to homeschooling, homeschooling just because I feel like I could do it. She enjoys it and she doesn't ask when she's going back. Like to her, this is her normal now. Yeah. So I, I'm going to make that decision when I have to make that decision. I, I don't know. What school are you? Would she be going to right now? So we're in Valparaiso. So it'd be oh, Northview Elementary, right. oh, North which is a really small neighborhood school. <laughs> and I, I really do like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an awesome school. Uh, what's more surprising for you? Do you think it, uh, how much you enjoy it or how much Ryan enjoys it? Well, there are some days she doesn't enjoy it at all. Are there some days you don't enjoy it at all? And there are some days when I don't enjoy it at all. But overall, I feel like we do kind of feel like we're on this team. Mm. Yeah. And so that's cool. That does surprise me, feeling like I'm partnering with her in that. If this is uh, the gift that COVID gives you, you'll look back on this and say, you know, if it wasn't for that moment, we wouldn't have taken the jump. Totally. And, uh, and so that's what a great thing. Hey, I want to talk to you about two other things too. Um, because Laura, not many people know this because she's never on screen, but Laura is a valued member of our worship team. Yes, yes. She is. Uh, not just at the Hobart Portage campus, but, um, at every campus, at every <laughs> campus, Laura has a particular set of skills that she brings to, uh, <laughs> worship. Team. She will find you. <laughs> she will play keys for you. <laughs> she will find you. And she knows how to work the Nord, which is this, this like, uh, robotic machine that no one knows how to use. But Laura, you, uh, you were able to, uh, lead worship with our, with Century Worship on, uh, Friday night at the, uh, at the night of worship. I just wanted to like get your perspective of what it's like to be a part of, uh, those events and someone who comes from the HP family and being able to use your gifts at the larger Bethel family. Um, just, just how that feels for you. Is that, was that an exciting thing? Was it a daunting thing? Is Daniel a great boss or a terrible boss? <laughs> I we just want to have the honest truth right look, here, right look now. Look him in the eye and That's tell right. him right here, right now. I was about to say, when we, when we were opening, you guys like, she is all smiles all the time. Like, well, you haven't been to one of our practices in a while. <laughs> I can make her frown. <laughs> I think it was, it, it's just more of a surprise to me than anything else. And I keep waiting for them to say, actually, you're really bad. Please. <laughs> we do say it. you're just <laughs> terrible <not> around. <laughs> just actually been tracks playing this whole time. <laughs> it's like, uh, never mind. Uh, it's the, the kid that they put the, the CD on behind yes, and they mute yeah. the, the microphone on stage. Is that me? No, it's not you. It's not you. And I think this is a cool thing. So Laura, uh, is that me? No, it's not you. We, um, I think it's been encouraging, and and half of this is like props to you. Half of this is props to Daniel. Just that the the worship um, culture at our campus has grown so much over the past couple of years, where um, you know I think about, about people like uh, Eddie Rodriguez mm-hmm. who was playing with the mm-hmm. Gary team, yeah, on Friday night, yeah. and and oh, it was uh, so good, it uh, was so good. Like Donald is drumming over yeah. at the Gary campus, and oh, I didn't know uh, that. Jordan Westerhoff's yeah. going there in a couple of weeks Man. to to drum with them. And I claim Jordan Brandon. as an HP uh, oh, drummer. Absolutely. I know he's like kind of at large. Um, having Brandon Keen uh, play with Century, I mean that dude is just. Uh, I don't want to like worship a gift, but that guy's got a good. I mean, he's a great guitarist. And so it's just cool for us to see the the blessing that our campus can be. I mean, we we obviously would, I'm, I selfishly want to see y'all outside at our services, but I know there's a, a greater good at, at play here for all of our campuses. And so um, I just want to say like props to both of you for being so open-hearted and open-minded and open-handed with your gifts to be able to bless the community at large. Um, 
how did, I mean, uh, that was a really special night for, I think, Kristen, myself, uh, you know, Scott and Bethany, you guys were, were there as well. Everyone that I've talked to you about the worship night, just, they needed it. They needed it. And I, you know, now on this side, we had Pastor Dustin in here. He was excited because it was coming up. Just from both of your perspective, did you need it as much as we needed it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you've been using your gifts, but to have a moment where the whole church could be together, like what did that feel like? I, I mean, I needed it and it felt good to be able to just worship outside. Um, I don't know. It was good. I I don't know. <laughs> I, I definitely needed it. I needed to, uh, I think our country is just so racially divided um, that we needed a semblance of like, this is what the church should be. Like, this is what worship should look like. And I think the Gary team was so, um, just so awesome through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love the way that our our church operates um, worship wise, uh, where we don't we don't just contract like professional musicians and don't just get the best the best players regionally because we want to just sound the best. We want to have people on a platform that represent our church well. Um, and I'm in love with the way that we do that. Um, back my old church, the, my, that was my biggest point of discontentment, which was we had like the best musicians I've ever played with in my life, but not a single one gave a lick about the church or about the people they were actually leading. Mm. Yeah. And it's awesome to see, uh, I don't know, just like on a Sunday, uh, we've got Keith Timbush who serves on our team, uh, but is also outside every single Sunday and would be there whether he's serving on the team or not. Yeah. Um, I'm in love with that. Yeah. Uh, but Friday, definitely. And I talked with Dustin about it a lot. Um, we, we needed it. I think we as a church needed it. It's been a, it's been a crazy season. And that um, kind of just felt like the first, uh, I don't know, just a, a glimpse of heaven. That Well, I was just missing. about to say, I feel like one of my favorite times of the night was the prayer time that mm-hmm. we had between the Century people yeah. and then the Gary campus beforehand and having people, everybody mm-hmm. chipping into prayer. I did. It felt like a little bit of heaven and on earth, and like the yeah. diversity that you saw, and just the communal desire to have God be first. And worship has a very transcendent way of like breaking those barriers down, yes. in a way that I don't, I don't, I don't know what else does. Um, like I don't know in what other context me and Keith would be bros. You know, yeah. when it comes to worship, we have so much in he common. So we can awesome. talk with each other. And, could, he could sing anything, yeah, and I would be there for it. Yeah. <laughs> You, uh, our listeners can't see it, but you use like air quotes to talk about Century and then the Gary team. And I think that's important just because there wasn't a spirit of us and them. No, not at all. And I think that sometimes culturally we can feel that, especially our world today is so us versus them. You pick, you pick your thing. It's us versus them, you know, pick your sport, pick your politics, pick your school. And, uh, and, and so we can line up behind whoever's like us. And then fight everybody else. And I think um, that was just a big blessing. I also love Daniel. You guys given up a lot of freedom with the arrangement on the on uh, on hire at the end, just to close out the yeah. night on just a very different awesome. note. It was so um, indicative to me of just what it looks like for us to work together and to be open handed with what God gives us. And so I thought that was so cool. That was so cool. Uh, okay, Laura, last question, and this is a total change in, in gears, but um, it kind of goes along to you using your gifts in the midst of a pandemic, you know, being able to still play keys and, and contribute to the church. Um, but our listeners probably don't, I mean, maybe some of them know this about you, but maybe most of them don't. 
I think your number one spiritual gift is the art of digital community making. And <laughs> and uh, when we all when we all went into lockdown back in March, the only social interaction I had outside yeah. of our staff trivia was trivia yeah, yeah, nights yeah. with like whoever you had organized to to help with. Plus, I know you've been so kind to our family. We had we were in a moment where we were waiting for a COVID test back when it took fourteen days to get a result. Mm-hmm. Like you came over and brought us food and stopped and yelled at us from the driveway and things like that, and <laughs> um, just ca- cared for a lot of people and cared for us really well. And here's the question: uh, so if these apparent experts, and I'm going to just say apparent because I don't know what's true anymore, uh, but there's experts out there saying that October is going to get terrible second wave. I've read, read reports now, they call it third waves. Like what happened in June and July in some places of the country is expected to happen again in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not, you know, Facebook, please don't take us down because we're giving COVID advice. But uh, I'm just trying to say, if there were an event where we had to go back into quarantine or shut things down, God forbid, Laura, this is not uncharted territory. How do we do this well? Oh, oh I, I already one. have ideas. Let's I, <laughs> I want to do newlywed game. Oh. I, no, I've been thinking about this. Okay. With you guys. The Ashers, who are the, the newlyweds. The truly newlyweds. <laughs> the Irwins. The I just feel like this could be a really good time. Because That'd not be only are you having fun, you're getting to know people better, which is, I think, what I enjoyed the most. Is I was having fun, but I also felt like I was getting to know people. Yeah. Kristen, how do you feel about that? Uh, Doing us the against, newlywed game? Yeah, us against the Irwins and the Ashers. Oh, I'm very confident in our ability to win very that game. Confident. And I don't ever play things unless I'm confident that I can win it. <laughs> Are you guys but down? that would be super oh, yeah. fun. I, I don't know what the newlywed game is. Scott's backing out. He's trying to play I'm okay. Listen, <laughs> and if I can get my wife excited about it, there's, she's got a competitive streak in her. Yeah. It's all about how well you know your spouse and how well they know you. Oh, I feel pretty good about that. I, I just know it from cruise ships. <laughs> cruise yeah. ships. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm I'm sure it's usually the older couple that, uh, that, dominates. that dominates. So unless you put up like... Uh, I don't know, the Wolds or, you know, Rich and, and Deb Wold or someone against us. It uh, would be fun to have one couple that's been married like for fifty years. A really long time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we could find we could find that couple. Hey, Christina's parents are what about the Morrises? Can we ago. challenge Matt and Gail? Yeah. I feel like we could so we could rope them in. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so the newlywed game is up your sleeve. That I was not expecting. Um, what else you got in that magical mind of yours? I just had to say yours? it because I've been wanting it for so long. <laughs> Once you say it, it's got to happen. How else, how else, like, how would you encourage people if there was another shutdown to use their gifts and to stay connected with each other? Well, I just think that we have to remember the purpose of community is not just about what you get out of it, but what you can give to others. Mm -hmm. And that as Christians, we need to be serious about community and serious about loving the people around us. And it might be inconvenient and it might not be your absolute favorite thing to do, but you, we have to think about the other person. It isn't about us. It's about serving and loving the other people. And so I'll be honest, there were some nights on trivia night where I was tired or <laughs> I maybe I just wanted to zone out, but I really wanted to connect with people because I knew that there had to be people who were just craving human interaction. And mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I tried to do this um, park meetup with moms where it was just a standing date. Every week we got together together 
um, and whoever wanted to come was invited. And I think that there were some women that maybe had the opportunity to be in community with others where maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. And so just making it open and not exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wise word. And Except I, think... I don't want to get Zoom bombed. So not so open. <laughs> not so open. We're going to be selling tickets to the Newlywed Game. And yes. proceeds are going to open up some Awana classrooms, I think is what's what's happening with that. Um, Laura, last question. Um, how? What part of your brain is activated in how you ask people certain questions to pull their personality out of themselves. You've asked questions on Zoom trivia before of like, what is your spirit animal? And all of a sudden, like out of 16 squares, everyone's sharing their soul with each other. And I don't, I want to know the secret to how do you pull people? Where do these questions come from? I just want to think of the silliest question (laughs) that makes people laugh. Like, um, what would, what would be the pet that you would hate to own the most? (laughs) Marty. <laughs> I mean, the Jacobs already know. <laughs> what, yeah. else, what else you got? <laughs> well, we used to have some pretty, pretty uh, terrible would you rathers during worship, <laughs> worship oh, practice really? on Wednesday. We won't say so. Yeah, no, this is a family <laughs> show, you guys. Yeah. I don't know. If, if, if that I know favorite, that I can, though. if I can get I to a it. story behind a question, that's what makes me ask the question. And yeah. selfishly, it's usually questions that I have a story behind. And I know people uh, have, to have stories too. <laughs> You're waiting to, to play the card so it turns back on you. I mean, pretty much. I can I can tell you hairless cats. <laughs> nice. What, tell us about hairless cats. You have to lotion them in the wintertime. No. What? Oh no, That's it's a thing. horrifying. They probably don't really like that either. Would, would you like it? I would like it. <laughs> but I, I don't think cats would like it. I'm just thinking. I, I don't like want to lotion my hairless cat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it. Uh, Hairless Cats, oh, Worship Insight, man. and K-12. Uh, I'm going to regret, like, 20 minutes after this is over, I'm going to oh, Laura, why? 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 <laughs> Why'd you say all this Such stuff? a dream, and then it was a nightmare. <laughs> Laura, we really appreciate you, and thanks for coming by and, and taking time. And uh, we're just grateful for the way the Lord's uh, used you in the midst of 2020, uh, just a, a horrific year. But um People in the church, just like you, make it so much better because we're community and family. And so thanks for uh, thanks for all you do. We appreciate you guys, you and Eric um, and the whole crew. And uh, until next time, listeners, we hope this conversation at least helps you think about what type of pet you would hate to have <laughs> most, as well as think about uh, how you can take a next step with Jesus. Um, we'll see you next week. 